0: Thank the worship ministry, music ministry for ministering today. My hope and my prayers that you have been encouraged and edified. Uh, and here's what I want to remind you of. Uh, you don't have to wait until Sunday to rejoice in the Lord. Uh, you can start off every day rejoicing in the Lord, man. Make, make that part of your devotional time with the Lord, setting aside some time to listen to, to those inspirational gospel. Songs that that move you, that motivate you. Um, Tune into your favorite station, whether it's on the FM dial, the AM dial, or on the internet. And just make sure that you pour some good things into your spirit, especially at the start of the day. Man, it's a wonderful thing to get your mind right and your spirit right so that whatever comes against you, you're walking in that anointing, you're walking in that mindset to honor God in everything that you do. All right? Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our message today. Father, thank you for today. And we pray now as we continue our walk in Genesis. We pray that you would bless in a special way that everything that is done and everything that is said would glorify you and edify your people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On January 12th, a reality series premiered on Hulu called Relatively Famous. I'm not sure if you have caught this show. It's a very interesting show. Uh, A ranch in Colorado had been damaged by COVID-19 shutdown. And eight kids And when I say kids, not children kids, but eight adults who are the children of famous celebrities have been brought together as they attempt to bring this Colorado ranch back to its status before COVID-19. Some of the kids who are part of this show include Hannah, Geraldo, whose mom is Pat Benatar. Uh, Austin Gunn, his dad is the wrestler Billy Gunn. Uh, you have Taylor Hasselhoff, they call her Tay. Her daddy's David Hasselhoff. Jasmine Lawrence, her dad is Martin Lawrence, a comedian and actor. Uh, Miles O'Neill, his father is Shaquille O'Neill. Uh, Ray Parker Jr.'s son, Redmond Parker, is part of the crew. Harry James Thornton. His dad is Billy Bob Thornton. And Ebby, whose dad was E.Z.E. e it's, it's, it's interesting because in just watching some of the advertising for the show, uh, most of these kids don't have a clue. And when I say kids, I mean they're adults, but they don't have a clue. They, they've never tended to the menial task of running a farm, right? I mean, so you, you hear them, I mean, squeamish over manure, you, you, flies, bugs, going outside. I mean, you see uh, hilarious scenes of, of them in, in, in high heel shoes, uh, walking around in the farm, right? And, and these relatively famous people, and they say relatively famous because they're they're not famous in and of themselves. It's not that they have accomplished anything except to be born to famous people. Or put in a position that they have arguably never been in before. And they have to do things that they've never done before. They've got to work on this ranch. Now, here's what it reminded me of. It, It reminded me of the fact that The overwhelming majority of us were not born into luxury, wealth, or fame. The overwhelming majority of those of you who are watching did not have doors open for you simply because you walked in the door behind a famous parent. Now, if you had a famous parent, if you had somebody with some means, some influence, some affluence, And they can open the door for you. Wonderful. Great. But the overwhelming majority of us, we're not blessed or privileged to have that. And when we look at people who have those kinds of resources, sometimes you can envy them. Right. Because we watch some people who clearly don't have gifts and talents, who have opportunities that were given to them, not because of the gifts and talents that they have, because they don't have any or don't have much but they got the opportunity because of their last name or who they were connected to. Today, I want to continue our series, Why Blessings Are Better Than a Birthright. You see, with all that we envy with what comes with a birthright, with all that we envy with having a famous parent and having an opportunity— The truth of the matter is the overwhelming majority of people in the world get where they are, not because of their birthright, but because of a blessing from God. And in the midst of this celebration of black history, in the midst of this looking back over our lives and celebrating the bridges that brought us over, celebrating the shoulders upon which we stand It's important for us as a people to understand that we can focus on a birthright all we want, and we can talk about what birthright was stolen from us, but God knows if a birthright was stolen from us, we didn't get where we are because of a missing birthright. We have gotten where we are because of blessings from God. Our text today is Genesis 27, Genesis 27. On last week, I shared with you in part one of this message that you need to realize a birthright is tied to your place in your natural family while blessings are tied to the favor of God upon your life. A birthright is tied to the place that you were born in the family. If you were the oldest, if you were a male, then you had certain privileges that normally came with that position. There were privileges and responsibilities. You got double a portion of the inheritance. You became the judicial leader of your family. You became the spiritual leader of your family, right? You you had those privileges and responsibilities, but, but there were some downsides because if the father chose, he could revoke your birthright and give it to another. You could sell your own birthright, and we saw Esau do that, with his brother jacob he sold his birthright for a bowl of lentils for a bowl of beans for a bowl of stew but the blessings of god the blessings of god can come upon you irrespective of what order you were born in your family the blessings of god are not limited to being a male or female the blessings of god are not limited to race creed or color The blessings of God are not limited to money or property or possessions. The blessings of God are so broad that that you can be blessed by God in a multiplicity of ways because he has so much to work with. Today I want to continue that series and I want to take you to Genesis 27. Here's what I want to share with you today. Number one, you need to realize blessings are based upon the power of God rather than the choices of people. Blessings are based upon the power of God rather than the choices of people. Genesis 27, beginning at verse 1. One day when Isaac was old and turning blind, he called for Esau, his older son, and said, My son... Yes, father, Esau replied, I am an old man now, Isaac said, and I don't know when I may die. Take your bow and quiver full of arrows and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare my favorite dish and bring it here for me to eat. Then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you, my firstborn son then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you, my firstborn son. Esau had already willingly given up his birthright, uh, whether it was because he wasn't concerned about the reward or the responsibility. He sold his birthright to his younger conniving brother, Jacob. But Esau was looking forward to this blessing from his father. And my brothers and sisters, here's what I need somebody to understand today. Esau was excited about the blessing. He despised, the text said, his birthright because he understood that there was more in the blessing than there was in the birthright. Esau understood that the birthright was tied to his position in the family based on the responsibilities created by man. But he understood that the blessings of God could take him so much further. That word for blessing uh, is where we get the idea of benediction. When, When you hear, for example, pastors talk about, you know, staying until the end, staying until the benediction, and Many times as soon as the preaching is over and, and depending on where the offering is received, uh, people would get up and leave church because they want to beat the crowd out of the parking lot. They want to get to brunch early. And, and the old preacher would say, no, you need to stay for the benediction because the benediction literally is a blessing. You, you want a blessing of God pronounced upon you. Uh, it implies prosperity. It implies Uh, liberality. It it implies uh, sovereign or a divine anointing on your life, a covering on your life. At its root, a blessing is really favor. And in this context, it refers to God's goodness or God's favor towards a person. Esau wanted to hear The blessing of God on his life as it would be pronounced by his father. Now, when used as a verb, the word is usually in the passive voice. As though to suggest persons do not have the power to bless themselves, these blessings must come from a source outside of yourself. So it's not you saying, I'm going to bless me. It's a blessing that comes upon you. And here's what I need you to get today when we talk about why a blessing is better than a birthright. A birthright is rooted in people. A blessing comes from God. A birthright can be taken by people. A blessing can only be observed by people. Because people can't rob you. Of what God is going to bless you with. Rebecca and Jacob heard what Isaac said to his son Esau. And they understood that a bartered birthright didn't mean as much as a paternal blessing. And so Rebecca and Jacob got together and schemed to rob Esau of His blessing. Now, now here's what's interesting. Not only did the oldest son normally receive the birthright, but the oldest son by tradition would have received the blessing. Because to whom much is given, much is required. If I'm giving you judicial authority over the entire family and the clan and the tribe eventually, And I'm giving you spiritual authority over them and you receive a double portion of the inheritance. Then I also want to give you the blessing so that you can manage well what you have been assigned to do. They knew how powerful the blessing was. So they conspired to cheat Esau out of the blessing Isaac wanted to give him. Look at verse 34, Genesis 26. At the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith, the daughter of Biri, and Basemath, the daughter of Elan. But Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. Genesis 26, 35, which were a grief, the text says, of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. So, here's the question you may be asking. Man, why why would a mother, Lord have mercy, why would a mother choose to conspire to take a blessing from one child and give it to another child? Why would Rebecca participate in taking a blessing from Esau and making sure it got to Jacob? I just read the text for you. Genesis 26, verses 34 and 35 suggests that maybe the reason she conspired to rob Esau of his blessing was because of his wives and the relationship or lack thereof that the wives had with Rebekah. The Bible says they made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. I'm not going to say anything about who you marry (laughs) and the relationship that they have with your parents. But, but somebody, the Holy Ghost may be helping you understand maybe why some of the problems exist that, that do exist. The text says he married two Hittite wives and they made Isaac and Rebekah's life miserable. That's Genesis 26, y'all. That's Genesis 26, which means what? By the time they get to Genesis 27, And Isaac says, I'm going to bless Esau. It's like Rebecca says, oh, no, you're not. Listen, before you marry anyone, make sure your planned spouse is not the kind of person to rob you of your blessings. Boy, you got your message right there. I'm already preaching. You don't even realize it before you marry anyone make sure that that person does not rob you of your blessings does not become the cause of you not being blessed the way god wants you to be blessed the daughter-in-laws of isaac and rebecca treated them like they were outlaws and rebecca said i'd be doggone if i'm gonna let these girls Get the blessing. I think I'm writing the text, y'all. Because it doesn't make sense. Why would her son, who she loved, who she gave birth to, why would she not want to see him blessed by his father? Watch what the text says. Genesis 27, verse 5. But Rebekah overheard what Isaac had said to his son. So uh, to his son Esau. So when Esau left to hunt for the wild game, she said to her son, Jacob, listen, I overheard your father say to Esau, bring me some wild game and prepare me a delicious meal. Then I will bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now, my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish. So here's what they do. They go out, get the goats. Rebekah attaches hair to the arms of Jacob and, and puts on Esau's clothing so he smells like Esau. I can imagine he probably tried to disguise his voice, but, but he couldn't exactly sound like Esau. But, but Isaac says, well... Man, let me, let, me feel your, let me feel your arm. Let me feel your hand. He feels the hair, because Esau was hairier than Jacob, and, and he smells like Jacob, even though he may not sound exactly like I mean, sound exactly like Esau. He, he smells like Esau. He, he feels like Esau, so two out of three is not bad. He, he wonders how he got back so quickly with the food, because he understands if, if, if Esau's going out to hunt. You know, you just don't have game running around in front of your house. You got to go out, you got to track them, and, and they're not using guns, right? Gets back quickly, and he's like, hey, man, you know, it's like, pop, man, it was a favor of God. Let me run right up on this animal for you. That's how I got back so quick. And he connives, and the Bible says he robs Esau of the blessing. Isaac, after his stomach is full, he blesses, blesses Jacob, thinking it's Esau. He blesses Jacob with this tremendous blessing. Well, you know what happens. Jacob walks out, Esau walks in. Esau walks in with the food and says, hey, man, I'm here. Isaac's like, what do you mean you're here? You just left. He said, no, I'm here. I got the food you told me. I'm waiting on my blessing. And it's at that moment that Isaac realizes that he has been deceived. And with great sorrow, he tells Esau, Esau, man, I I gave the best blessings to somebody else. I gave the best blessings to somebody else. See, See, Esau knew the blessings of his father were more powerful than the birthright. He knew the inheritance that he gave away in the birthright paled in comparison to the blessings that God could give him. Watch what Esau says. Genesis 27, verse 36. Esau exclaimed, No wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First, he took my rights as the firstborn. And now he has stolen my blessing. Oh, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? Isaac said to Esau, verse 37, I have made Jacob your master and have declared that all his brothers will be his servants. I have guaranteed him an abundance of grain and wine. What is left for me to give you, my son? Esau pleaded, but do you have only one blessing? Oh, my father, bless me too. Then Esau broke down and wept. Skip down to verse 41. From that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme I will soon be mourning my father's death. Then I will kill my brother, Jacob. Man, it sounds like a scene from a movie, right? Those of you who are Godfather fans, you remember that scene when Michael realizes that Fredo has betrayed him and they got separated in Havana, Cuba. And then he sees him at the death of his mother Right? Or sees him at the house, I'm sorry. And, and, and he tells them, uh, tells them, as long as his mother is alive, uh, nothing is to happen to Fredo. As long as his mother's alive, nothing is to happen to Fredo. But the moment his mama closed her eyes, it wasn't long after that. It's as if Esau says, listen, as long as Isaac is alive, I'm not going to cause my father grief by losing his son but the moment Isaac closes his eyes, I'm going to kill Jacob. Someone that's listening today, somebody who's watching right now, you may feel you cannot do anything because you were the outcast of the family. Maybe you feel like somebody else was blessed by your family member and they got a blessing that was intended for you. Somebody today, thank you Lord, you may feel that your father or your mother's stepchildren got a better parent than you got. That they got a blessing that should have come to you and you've been walking around angry and mad hurt because you feel betrayed because somebody else got the blessing that you thought you should have got. Maybe in your eyes, they did more for somebody else than they did for you. Here's the good news. The good news is the blessings of God are more powerful than anything or anyone else can do to you or for you. And please, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah to the Lamb, don't think you can't be blessed Because somebody else got a blessing that you thought belonged to you as if God runs out of blessings. Let me just close by telling you this. Esau said, Father, don't you have at least one blessing left? And Isaac had given Jacob the best blessings he could think of thinking he was giving them to Esau. But let me help somebody today, because while Isaac could not articulate any other blessings, thanks be to God that God has the ability to bless you beyond measure. Because the Bible says he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think, which means whatever Isaac could come up with, God could come up with that much more. And for somebody that's listening right now, listen to me carefully. Whatever blessings you think somebody else got, God can do so much more. You may think they got a blessing that was intended for you. And I'm telling you what God has for you, it is for you. And you may be limiting the blessing God has because you're looking for it to come in a specific package from a specific place through a specific person. And I got news for you. God's got so much to work with. God has so much to work with. God doesn't run out of blessings. He doesn't run out of how he can bless you. He doesn't run out of where he can bless you. He doesn't run out of from whom he can bless. He can bless you through some mysterious ways. Through unknown people, God can bless you. That's why a blessing is always better than a birthright. Let's pray. God, thank you today. Thank you today for your word. Thank you because truly what you have for us, it is for us. And and so many times we we look at what you're doing in other people's life. And we, in looking at what you're doing in other people's life, we, we fail to celebrate what you are doing and what you can do in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessings. Thank you that despite where we're from and who our mothers and fathers were in their own brokenness, that we can be blessed not only because of them, but despite them. Because you are a God who can bless exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. We thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My brothers and my sisters, I want to thank God today. I don't know about you, man, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm refocused, y'all. I'm re-energized. I'm I'm thinking about how many times in life we miss our blessings envying somebody else. We're angry with somebody else and we can't forgive them. And in not forgiving them, we can't open the door to receive our own blessings. We're so busy holding on to anger and holding on to pain and holding on to hurt that we can't release it so we can receive what God has for us. Blessings are always better than a birthright. If you're watching today and you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, you need the Lord in your life. Listen, I want to give you an opportunity today. I want to encourage you to say yes to the Lord. Say yes to God right where you are. Don't, Don't miss this opportunity. Tomorrow is not promised to you somebody you're watching right now you've gone through some things you you've gone through some storms you've gone through some rain you've gone through some dangerous difficult times and God is giving you an opportunity to say yes to him click on the button that says I want to become a Christian I want to be saved I want to give my life to the Lord and I want to show you privately how to ask the Lord into your life. Maybe you're watching and you're looking for a church home and you believe this is where God wants you to be on the digital platform. Listen, we want to encourage you. We want to inspire you. We want to inform you. We want to help disciple you on the digital platform so that you can continue in the process of becoming all that God wants you to be. Click on the link that says, I want to become a Christian. Um, And I want to join the church. I want to join the church. I want to become part of the church family. For whatever season of your life you choose to be with us, we want to help facilitate your growth and development. Now, for those of you who want to worship the Lord in giving, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, There are six ways that you can worship the Lord in giving on the digital platform. And your giving is, is really a reflection of where your love is. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. And and we can't say we, we love God and do less for God than we do for others or do less for God in terms of the kingdom work through the work of the church than we do when we go shopping or when we buy coffee. I mean, think about it for a moment. As good as God has been to us, There are those who spend more on coffee every day than they set aside to worship the Lord in giving. And I'm telling you, that's not a a good reflection of your love for God. I was uh, talking to somebody and they were were talking about engagement rings and and they were telling me the rule and the, the, the ratio of how much you're supposed to spend on an engagement ring based on your salary. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? And then their comeback was, well, well, if you really love her, that's how much you suspend. That's the ratio. That's, that's etiquette, as they called it, right? I don't know who came up with that etiquette. Maybe, maybe diamond, diamond manufacturers came up with the etiquette. But here's what I do know. When you love, you give. When you love, you give. And when you really love, there's really no limit on what you give. Because that's what love does, right? That's what love does. So you have an opportunity to worship the Lord in giving. I want to ask you to give as God has blessed you. Give as God has prospered you. Give as God leads you. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver, all right? Amen. Now, just a one of announcement. Today is uh, the last Sunday um, before you can sign up for the biblical counseling training. Um, That class starts on February the 2nd. You can continue to register. Um, I think afterwards you just, of course, would have to do the makeup work. But the class starts February the 22nd uh, on uh, this Tuesday. Starts at 630. Goes from 630 p.m. to 845 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Go to our website and you can get information there to register. And biblical counseling is really about training Biblical counselors Who believe the answer to life Is in the word of God um, I believe in psychology And sociology from this perspective I really believe that uh, Sociology And psychology and social psychology Do a great job Of articulating the problem The symptoms But I believe the, the, the Number one solution to what ails us Is our Decision and determination to seek God and to align our lives with the Word of God. And so I want to encourage you to get into biblical counseling. And if you don't go through all four of the modules, biblical counseling 101, 201, 301, 401, um, at least go through 101. And that's self-counseling. That's self-counseling. So you can identify your own issues. and begin to address some of those issues. Because one of the great tragedies in life is to see grown people walking around with unresolved children's issues. Because those unresolved children's issues will continue to manifest themselves in your life and keep you from fulfilling your potential as an adult. All right? So make sure you sign up. Uh, So many things are going on, man. Listen, I want to thank all of those who have been volunteering for our food pantry. Um, Man, we've done a tremendous job with that. Um, Our volunteers, you can sign up, go to our website. uh, Various ministries are manning our food pantry on each Friday and Saturday. And we've done a tremendous job continuing that work and that effort. Continue to keep the Sloans in your prayers. Um, As they adjust to being in Uganda, they are there and they are loving it. And we certainly want to continue to keep them in prayer as well. Keep all of our families in prayer that have suffered bereavement uh, over the last several weeks. Um, We've had uh, several of our church leaders who have gone home to be with the Lord uh, for a variety of reasons. And we want to cover their families in believing prayer as well trusting that God will minister to them during this time of difficulty again let me encourage you if you haven't gotten vaccinated man please be prayerful about it Uh, it's not just life and death it's also now the quality of life Um, I shared with you all uh, in the past that my bout with COVID um, really did and and, and wreak havoc on my internal uh, organs I had minimal symptoms Uh, But my blood pressure, man, shot up to to dangerous, uh, dangerous levels. And uh, I'm on blood pressure medicine now. Uh, My liver was damaged. And, you know, when I went to the liver specialist, he told me that uh, he has not seen a case yet where the person was vaccinated, had the full regimen of vaccinations, and they did not recover, that the liver did not regenerate. On the other hand, he has seen cases where people were not vaccinated and contracted COVID, suffered liver damage, and it has not reversed. And so I want to encourage all of you, especially those of you who grew up getting vaccinated, you couldn't go to school without your shots. And depending on where you go in the world, you can't go now without getting vaccinations. And you don't do that because it's a government mandate per se. You do that for your own safety. Right. You do that for your own health, your own wellness. And so I hope and pray that you would take that seriously and be prayerful about it. Don't don't listen to other people. Really be prayerful about it and seek God. All right. We're continuing to meet in person. So for those of you who would like to come and worship with us in person, 10 a.m. each Sunday, 10 a.m. each Sunday, whosoever will let them come. We're recommending that you get your vaccine. We're requiring that you wear a mask. And we'll come together and we'll lift our voices in song, um, clap our hands, make sure we respect others and physical distance. You know, there's still people who are uncertain about sitting next to people and, you know, hugging or shaking hands or whatever have you. You know, so you almost got to walk up to people and say, you're like, what you want, right? You know, it's like, "Mm, mm, mm," you know, whatever it is, right? Uh, But come out and and show them a love of God uh, in an appropriate way. All right. Remember, God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in me. God is doing something wonderful in us. The question is, do we see it and will we receive it and let God have his way in our life? All right. Listen, next week, the Lord says the same. We're going to conclude our message. Why blessings are better than a birthright. Continue to rejoice and know that our God is a God who can bless in spite of everything. God bless.